0: I would, I learned that even though my body, I didn't think my body could do it, my mind was saying, yes, you can, yes, you can. And it was that whole being able to control that, your your mind to make your body do something. And I really learned that it was, I, I'm prouder of that than almost anything I have done in my life was running that 5K.
1: We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to give a special shout out to our listeners around the world. It is so exciting for us to see that our listeners are not only in the US, but around the world, including India, Canada, the UK, and many countries throughout Europe, as well as Australia and New Zealand. Thank you guys so much for listening. It really means a lot to both of us. And speaking of our listeners, we want to read a couple of our reviews. We really appreciate the ratings and reviews that you leave on Apple Podcasts, as doing so really helps us to reach more people. So the first one is from Game Pigeon Master. The Art of Living Well is a must listen. Marnie and Stephanie bring a variety of impressive guests from across the country. The hosts are relatable and motivating. You leave each podcast wanting to better yourself. And the next one from JV Fingers. This is a complete health and wellness podcast led by two highly experienced integrative health practitioners, Marnie and Stephanie. The topics covered include nutrition, exercise, parenting, mental health, and spirituality, and so much more. Marnie and Stephanie share their own stories and experiences, making it very personable and relevant. When I listen to them, I feel like I'm having a conversation with girlfriends. This podcast is a must for anyone looking to improve their health and well-being. Subscribe now. Thank you guys so much. We love reading this. It really just affirms why we're doing this. We love putting out these weekly episodes, and we're so happy that you're enjoying them as well. And then just one more quick announcement before we dive into today's episode. We wanted to let you know that we have a free online workout guide, which supports lots of small and female-owned businesses. You can find the link to download the guide in our show notes or on our Instagram profile. We are thrilled to welcome today's guest. Jean Ketchman, who is aging but dangerous. Years ago, Jean made the conscious decision to live a life full of fun, spirit, and style, and she's never looked back. After retiring, Jean discovered that the 55 plus women were not living up to their true potential. Their social circles were shrinking and their lifestyles were becoming less stimulating and less adventurous. That's when Jean founded Aging But Dangerous and committed to making a difference. Aging But Dangerous is an internationally acclaimed movement for women focusing on healthy aging and living life dangerously with fun, spirit, and style. They inspire women aged 50, 60, 70, 80, and beyond to control their destinies and make their dreams come true. Their mission is to help you develop your limitless potential. Jean is a firm believer in having a bucket list, and she shares why this is so important, as well as some of the fun things that are still on her bucket list during today's episode. During our conversation, we talk about Jean's upbringing and role models who shaped her positive attitude. Her Aging But Dangerous group is phenomenal, and we highly encourage anyone out there to join. She has a free Facebook group as well as a paid Inner Circle membership, and this group has led women on skydiving adventures as well as hosting colonoscopy parties. This was all pre-pandemic, of course. Jean shares her tips on how she lives a healthy, fulfilling, and joyful life. As like us, she believes that staying healthy makes a huge difference in how we age. One of the key themes of this conversation is that Jean loves life and she embraces life every single day, which resonates throughout this episode. Simply being in Jean's presence will inspire and encourage you to look forward to every stage of life. We had so much fun talking with Jean and we know that you will love today's conversation too. So with that, let's jump right in to today's episode with the fabulous, fun and inspirational Jean Ketchman. This
2: episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Appetite for Change. Appetite for Change is a nonprofit in North Minneapolis that uses food as a tool for health, wealth and social change. This year, in light of COVID and the unrest in Minneapolis, Appetite for Change has continued to ground themselves in their mission and center their work around community connection and nourishing food.
1: They launched a pilot program called Community Cooks Meal Boxes, which provides fresh produce and pantry items, plus two recipes for over 300 families at no cost to the family. The program has been such a success that it has been extended for another six weeks and will continue into 2021. AFC has utilized the kitchens of their two restaurants, Breaking Bread Cafe and Station 81, to produce over 200,000 meals that have been distributed across the Twin Cities to healthcare workers, seniors, and families in need.
2: In addition, they have seven farm plots across North Minneapolis that are tended to by community members and Appetite for Change youth learning how to grow a variety of plants. These fresh fruits and vegetables are distributed throughout the North side. Even in 2021, Appetite for Change is committed to building a more equitable food system by delivering fresh and nourishing food to healthcare workers, seniors, and families in need, tending urban gardens, and more.
1: We have been collaborating with Appetite for Change over this past year, and we have loved their dedication to their mission, and we so look forward to volunteering with their organization and working with them more in 2021. To learn more about Appetite for Change, listen to episode 31 of our podcast with one of their founders, Michelle Horowitz.
2: For more information or to donate, head on over to appetiteforchangemn.org backslash impact or on Instagram and Facebook at Appetite for
1: Change. Hi, Jean. Thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast today. Um, we're so excited to have you and share your energy with everyone and we met through Yasna Berzna who was on our podcast actually over the summer at Modern Well and I remember the first time I saw you you were talking with Yasna and the founder Julie and I just was kind of observing the conversation and I knew immediately that you had to be on our show and so we're excited that you're that you're here
0: with us today. Well, I am very excited to be here. I can't wait to talk to you guys. I just, you know, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Good. Well, thank you. So everyone
1: has a story and we would love for you to share yours and your journey and how you came to found the business Aging But Dangerous.
0: Well, about 12 years ago, I, my friend and I, my friend's eight years younger than I am. She's my best friend. And She, I was 69 and she was 62, but we had a lot of friends in their 50s. And we were sitting around talking and we're talking about how these women turning 50 and in their early 50s, how they were just, and this is 12 years ago, you guys. So you have to understand it's changed a lot in 12 years, but these women, I mean, they were like going in the closet. They were traumatized about turning 50 and getting older and aging. And it's like, come on. You know, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? So Suzanne and I decided that, you know, we got to get these women out there. We got to get them doing things. We've got to get them sharing stories and communicating with each other. And that's exactly what we did. We started and we just got a website. We just kind of, you know, but it just took off like immediately. And then we started having events and we have a martini jump skydive every year. I'm a skydiver. (sighs)
2: I and wanna hear about that. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and and then we had a, a fashion show that would, ended up being huge. And the name of the fashion show was Dispelling the Myths of Fashion because they're still doing this today. They're trying to tell you, you as you age, they're trying to tell you what to wear where you know what length your skirt should be what your color of lipstick should be all that kind of crap that just you know you just makes you want to throw up well they were doing it much more back then but anyway during our fashion show we had 500 people come to that fashion show it was like just sold out and it was like huge well my daughter comes in from Chicago to go to it. my daughter was in her early 40s at the time and the woman that was one of our key people in the show, she was 80 and Patty was her name. She was a competitive ballroom dancer and didn't start doing that until she was 70. And so Patty comes out on the runway and she has these tight jeans on and this cute little t-shirt and this jacket. And Michelle's sitting there and she said, mother, I cannot believe that I want that outfit that an 80 year old is wearing. <laughs> and I'm like, see, I told you there is no age Difference, you know, and I really believe you have to dress, you know, you need to dress for your body, you know, size and everything, but not your age. And then we had a colonoscopy, you guys. We had a great colonoscopy party. We saved a life. This woman's um, mother had died of colon cancer and she was scared to death to get a colonoscopy. So we rented the hotel down in uh, Nicollet Island or whatever that hotel is, downtown Minneapolis. And um, we had the party that night. We had the table set up with all the, you know, their drinks and everything on it. And they spent <laughs> the night in the hotel. The next morning we had a limo come and Suzanne and I went with them to, uh, to their appointments and they held their hands and they did it. And she had, po- she had cancerous polyps. So she, they were taken out and she was, you know, saved her life. So we felt really good about that. So we just kept going. And then, you know, of course this COVID thing hits and uh we just it's as for all of us it's just really put a stop to a lot of things you know that we were doing so now we're doing it you know we're doing it online like you guys are and like a lot of people and and we're having fun we're having fun doing it still uh but i will i would love to get you know get to the point where we're doing the live you know the live things and meeting with each other but um Anyway, that's how it started. And, you know, now, as you know, I think we have hundred almost 130,000 followers on Facebook. We have a large uh, membership, and we're just all over the world, people following us from all over the world. So.
2: so I'm wondering, first of all, I think what you're doing is amazing, and there is such a need for it. I mean, huge need for what you're doing. Um, so I love that you're hitting that target market. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering how you were able to build this community of these women, um, especially in that kind of older age group. And how are you getting them to, for example, go skydiving? Well, <laughs> I'm so
0: fascinated by that. <laughs> I know. Well, to tell you the truth about the building, we I don't know how... We did it, but we did in the early days. We did the name "Aging but Dangerous" is draws a lot of uh, comments, and Suzanne actually came up with that name, and so that draws a lot of attention. And we got quite a bit of press in the beginning, you know, for the sky. Well, especially for the skydiving. Uh, I was on Channel Eleven and did a little um, promo thing on a Channel Eleven interview. And I got home and I kid you not, there was a hundred emails from women in the Twin Cities that wanted to skydive. A hundred. So that first skydive we had was a hundred there was a hundred and seven women from the age of 50 to 80 that jumped out of an airplane all day long. And we wouldn't let them come unless they were 50. We made them show their driver's license, you know, everything. They could not. <laughs> jump out of that airplane today, unless they were 50 or older so it just sort of it just really took off i don't know and I, I it just has happened i mean we really i think if we would have worked at it you know maybe harder except we did put in a lot of blood sweat and tears like all of us do but um the social media we didn't work out and work at very hard and a lot of people have asked how do we build such a large uh, facebook following that sort of happened you know uh that I can't really explain that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard to explain, but it, and I think also, like I say, things have changed in 12 years back then. I think women were more, there wasn't as much out there for women to, you know, to do. And I mean, to learn and to, you know, now there's so much more things, you know, where they can find things on the internet and stuff, but this was really hands-on. They love to get, get out there and get together. You know? Yeah.
1: And I think part of it, you know, and what, and I watched a lot of your videos on Facebook, which for everyone, you need to go out there and follow aging, but dangerous on Facebook and watch jeans, little quick segments, but you live this life of fun and spirit and style. I mean, I wish we were almost doing a video podcast right now so everyone could see you, but I mean, how do you, how do you do that? And where did that, I guess, come from? Cause I, that's not just something that just you know, appeared 12 years ago when you started this business, right? That's probably something that's been within
0: you for maybe your whole life. Do you know what it, it really is? It's I and and that's interesting you would say that because I have been kind of the way I am all my life. I I think I mean I look back and think I have, but I my dad lived to be 105 and he was wow. healthy clear up to the end. He skydived with me when he was 90. And, and and daddy was just, he was just such a positive person. And that's the only, but my mother on the other hand was like so negative, but I think I must've picked up on that, you know, uh, growing up because, okay, so here in Minneapolis, we had a boat out on the lake and, uh, daddy loved to go out on that boat. And so he would come up here, he would drive this, you know, and he was 90, you know, and he, you know, would drive up here 12 hours from Kansas and he would want to go in that boat so bad. And the night before there'd be the weather forecast and they'd say, okay, you know, tomorrow it's 80% chance of rain. And I'd look at daddy and say, daddy, I don't think we can go, you know, tomorrow. It's 80% chance of rain. And he'd look at me and he'd kind of wink and he'd say, well, let's concentrate on that 20%. And I'll be darned, you know, if we didn't get up in the morning and the sun was shining and the sky was blue and it was just like, okay, let's go to the boat. You know, so he really had that. Kind, and that's the only thing I know that where I got it. But, you know, the fun spirit and style, um, you know, the fun, of course, is, you know, like your bucket list and, you know, doing the. I really believe in the bucket list. I still have so many things that even though I'm 81, I have so many things I, on my bucket list that I, I want to do. And then spirit, you know, is your attitude and, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. But style, a lot of people think that that means, you know, how you dress, how you look, but to me, style is being your authentic self, and I have really been the way I've always been. You know, I wear the big earrings. I wear the. I bleach my hair. I do. You know, blah blah. You know, all that stuff, and I'm still doing it at eighty. You know, I said to my hairdresser, "Does anybody do you have anybody eighty years old that bleaches their hair?" No, I don't. But you know, it's <laughs> like my gray. I'm not against gray. I love gray hair. My hair was coming in gray. But it was a steel gray that did not go with my complexion, and I like a platinum color, platinum blonde. So she bleached all of it out, and it's now it's white, which is what I like. And I don't know, I love it. So you know, it that,
2: looks beautiful. Yeah, well, I, I love your hair. Me too. You. I and your earrings. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> my little two-dollar earrings from Amazon. Uh, and
2: your fun authentic self
0: (laughs) i know it i know it and i just you know i used to own a clothing store uh back in in st louis when i was in my 30s and um going into uh new york all the time meeting all those young designers that you know were just starting and i had so much fun back then but i you know like i say i've just always been you know i mean the every you know the false eyelashes the wigs the this the that and it's just so much fun and I think as we're aging we still need to have that kind of fun you know we just need to have fun with ourselves so so that whole style thing to me is just you know being authentic and not letting anybody put you in a box because of your age you know you just can't do that I said if anybody puts me in a box it better be a door because I'm getting out of there
2: (laughs) So um, you mentioned your bucket list and we I've heard a couple of the items on your list that you shared on your Facebook group. And I'm wondering if you can share why you're a firm believer that everyone has a bucket list and maybe a little sneak peek into what's in on your list still and why.
0: Well, I think a bucket list, and some people, somebody said to me not long ago, I don't even know what a bucket list is. Well, a bucket list is things that you want to do in your life before, you know, before you leave this earth. And um, I just firmly believe in it because it gives you something to look forward to. It gives you, you know, you write it down, you, you look at it, you oh my gosh, I'm going to, you know, that's, I can't wait to do that skydiving was always on my bucket list. And of course, once I skydived, I couldn't stop. It was just like, oh my God, it's so much fun. But um, so I really, really believe in the bucket list. And I have, this spring, I am going to train to to do a uh, hang glide. You know, I don't want to do it with somebody. I want to do it by myself. And someone says, well, you know, you have to be able to lift that, that thing up you know, that height or whatever it's called over your head. And it's about 30 pounds. I'm like, well, you know, I can do that. I'm in very good shape. I'm going to, you know, I'm still doing weight, you know, lifting weights and get strong. And I really want to do that. I want to go to culinary school out in California. I want to, you know, not to be a chef, but just to take some courses. I want to do a makeup. I want to, you know, there's a place here in Minneapolis where you can, you know, go to for makeup classes all day. As you age, you start getting all these little, I don't know whether you, you guys heard my crack story, but anyway. You I, can, heard <laughs> I, did hear, I heard it. I heard it. And isn't that funny? And so you get all these little, you know, as my husband would say, cracks and, you know, it wrinkles in your face. And it's like, oh my gosh, I have to be able to work with that. And you can work with it. You know, you just do that on eyeshadow. You just do the shadow on a different, you know, Put it on differently, put it down instead of across. Cause if you put it across, it doesn't go into the wrinkles. I don't know. It's very interesting. And I love all of it. I just think it's, it, you know, it's just, it's just so much fun. Everything.
2: Well, I love that you're wanting to continually educate yourself too, you know, whether it's culinary school or makeup classes or whatever, but just keeping your mind occupied with things that you're passionate about or things that you enjoy. And that's
0: wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. And I love, I, uh, you know, want to go out to Deepak Chopra. I'm a very big fan of Deepak Chopra and he's got a place out in, um, California. Yeah. Um, What is it? I would
1: love to join you there. Me too. (laughs) We're in, we're
0: in. And, and, you know, something like that, have something like that on your bucket list. And, um, yeah, somebody said in other day, well, boy, you're aiming high, but you know, you I am, and I, but you do, you just have to, well, you don't have to, but it's just so important to just keep doing things, stimulating yourself, and you know, like you say, learning things and doing things. I just am always, um, I'm very much of an extrovert, as I think you can tell, but this this uh, pan- this, whatever this thing we're in pandemic or you know, this COVID thing is no, no. Yeah. Yeah, has really taught me that I can go be by myself and go within and learn how to do my nails without having to go to the shop and learn how to let my hair grow without having to go, you know, every six weeks and just, you know, being quiet and not having to be around people all the time. Cause I always have had to be around people more or less. That's why these interviews are so much fun for me because I love, I just love talking (laughs) to you guys. I could talk
1: all day to you. So with this bucket list and all these, this inspiration that you've already shared, what, what advice though do you have to someone who maybe is a little bit more negative, like you kind of shared your mom or doesn't, doesn't dream big and has never done that or had a role model or anyone to inspire them to dream big and put some of these things on their bucket list. Like what what advice do you have for them?
0: Well, I think it's just uh, just something you want to do and it doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be, it could be like, gee, I think, you know, I'm going to, you know, walk around the block five times or, you know, I'm going to, you know, learn to cook, you know, make pancakes or I'm going to, you know, just something. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything big. A lot of people say to me, you know, well, I can't join ABD because I don't want to jump out of an airplane. (laughs) Like (laughs) you do not have to jump out of an airplane if you don't want to, you know, but um, I just think it's important to have those dreams or those, and no matter how small, you know, no matter, it's just to have that that you can work towards and, and, uh, you know, Try to accomplish something, even if it's just a tiny thing.
1: I agree. I love that. Just it, it doesn't need to be a huge investment of time, money, effort. Yeah. Just pick one thing that you've always wanted to do.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I, uh, um, I ran a 5K when I was 60 years old. And I tell you, that was harder than jumping out of an airplane any day. Yeah. <laughs> and because I don't, I'm not afraid of heights because I don't, you know, and so it was easier for me to jump 15,000 feet, but uh, the running, I always wanted to be able to run and I would have, you know, trainers I worked out with trainers along the way, different ones. And I, they would say, you know, you don't, you can't run. You don't have the body build. You're too stocky. You're short, blah, blah, blah. So I never tried it. So I thought when I turned 60, I'm like, I am going to run at least a mile. I want to be able to run a mile. And so I hired this trainer to just get me to do that. I have asthma, so it wasn't easy for me to do, but I did it. And it took me, I think, six months, you guys, to be able to run a mile. It just took a long time. It was not easy. And then she looked at me after I did it and she said, I want you to go home and I want you to put 5K on your refrigerator. And I said, what is that? She says, that's a 3.2 mile. And I'm like, I can't do that. Yes, you can. If you can run a mile, you can run three miles. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, guess what? I did it. And it was hard and it was, I didn't want to do it again, but I did it. And I, but the one thing I learned from that that I didn't learn, you know, from skydiving was that I learned that whole mind over matter thing because as I was going along and she ran with me but when I was going along and it was hills and stuff it wasn't just flat ground. I would I learned that even though my body I didn't think my body could do it my mind was saying yes you can yes you can and it was that whole being able to control that your your mind to make your body do something and I really learned that it was I would I'm prouder of that than almost anything I have done in my life was running that 5k
2: that that's amazing and I think the mind is so powerful like you said and once you realize that like even writing it down and how she had you put it up on your fridge so you see it yeah like it's in your body and your mind even if you there's a piece of you that doesn't think it's there it's there and you're you're training yourself almost like in a backhanded kind of way that you're going to do it right
0: Right. And I had, I saw a post the other day. I don't know where it was. It said some, it said, if somebody tells you, you can't do it twice and take pictures, (laughs) you know, it's like, yeah, of course you can and take pictures of it when you do do it, you know, but if somebody tells you, you can't, of course you can. And but, of course uh, that
2: like drives you further, right? When someone tells me no, or I can't, that oh, I'm like, yeah. oh yes, I can. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna prove it, yeah. And I just, yeah. you know, that was one of the first rules of my marriage. I said, you know, don't ever tell me that I can't do something and don't ever tell me, you know, well, don't ever tell me what to do, period. But, you know. And I've been married 58 years, so it worked.
1: Congratulations. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. So I I guess I love just how you have a non-judgmental philosophy and how you're encouraging women to do what they need to feel better. Um, You know, maybe you can just talk a little bit more about that belief and incorporating into that, like what, what makes us age well?
0: Well, you know, I, that's another thing when I look back, I've always, um, Uh, worked with women and, you know, in my clothing store. And then I moved to Minneapolis and I was a fabric rep. I called on commercial uh, designers and architects and sold commercial fabric. I did that for 18 years. So I worked with a lot of women, a lot of young women. And I, um, so I've always done that and I've always been very encouraging. Um, I, (laughs) I have to tell you a story with some of these young women. I started doing that, too, when I was, like, 40. I did that till I was 40 to 60. You know, I did it, like I say, 18 years. So these young women, you know, I had this, and I know a lot of people are against first, so please don't judge me, but um, I had this fur coat when I moved up here from Minnesota. That was my consolation prize from leaving my clothing store. I was getting ready to open up my second clothing store in St. Louis. So my consolation prize was, you know, up here, get a fabulous fur coat, you know, cause it's cold. It wasn't that cold in St. Louis. Could not have worn one in St. Louis. But anyway, I'd go on these calls I'd call these young designers to go like, oh, my gosh, I want one so bad. And I said, you can have one. Just go. And this was back when you guys were too young. But back there was a store here called Schlamps, and they would do this layaway program. And I'd say, you know, just go in there, pick one out, put it on layaway, take money out of your grocery money every week and pay for that damn. <laughs> you don't have to eat all the time. Just take your food money. And you know, I used to talk to these young women about all this stuff, but I don't, I just, I've just always, it's always been part of my personality. I'm just, it's so, you know, my daughter had an only child, and thank God, thank you, God, it was a girl. But, you know, I used to, you know, I, she was three years old and she was out playing with this little boy and she comes running in and she's crying. And I said, what's wrong, Michelle? And I get down right level with her. And she says, Johnny just said to me that when I grow up, I can't be a, a firefighter and I want to not a firefighter, I don't, a policeman, I guess it was a policeman. And I want to be a policeman. And he says, I can't because I'm a girl. And I got right down in front of her face. And I said, listen, you go out and you tell Johnny, you can be anything you want. It has nothing to do with being a girl. I used to tell her that since the day she was three from three years old on, you know, you can do anything you want to do. I'm such a firm believer in that. And I have been all my life. It's just don't. And so as we're aging, we've still got to keep that attitude of I can do whatever I want. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter whether I'm eight. Look at me. I mean, 81 years old. If people didn't see me they would think i was all shrivelled up and on a walker and you know wrinkled and you know all that stuff well it's not that's not me and so i just it's you you just got to keep that whole as you're aging that whole attitude of i can do it and i can be anything i want and i can just i mean but it all starts you know from within as you guys know has to be within and you have to believe it. So,
2: so what tips or how do you encourage other women to kind of have that same philosophy?
0: You know, I don't, I, I try to, you know, on a one-on-one, I think, you know, well, I try to get to know what, um, you know, what, what somebody likes and what they, they want to do. but I'll tell you one thing. I, I have always said this and uh, you know I will take any and I, I'm a real woman's woman and I will take any woman by the hand and I will help her any way I can as long as she wants to be helped or she has the right attitude. If she doesn't, I'm not you know I'm not there. So I just I don't know what I do. I just am such I've always been such an, an encourager to women. On, you know, starting their own business or doing, you know, or staying home with their kids or, you know, whatever they want to do, as long as it's what they want to do. And I just really encourage that in women. So I I don't know what I am. That's just part of my personality.
1: I think it just comes across, I think being in your presence is what motivates and inspires and encourages people to say, hey, look at Jean. I mean, first of all, 81. I know you just celebrated a birthday. Yeah. Cause I saw your birthday celebration on on Facebook, and you had like a little tiara crown on, and like some special, you know, accessories for your birthday, and you yeah. celebrated the fact that you were eighty-one. And there are people out there that are like you said, dreading being, whether it's fifty or sixty or seventy or whatever age, um, but you love what you're doing at, and you've celebrated it. It's just like a celebration of life when right. when, when I'm around you. I, that's how I feel. Right. Um,
0: yeah. And, and you know, just like my dad at 105, I mean, when he died, this bless his heart, two weeks before he died, he ended up in a nursing home. He was having a little mini strokes, but up until that, he was fine. But when he died, he laid in bed. I was there by him and he said, Jean, I just didn't think I'd end up like this. I swear my dad at 105, I know he expected to keep on living because he was healthy. And I just, it was like, oh my gosh. So yes, you just, there's so much to look forward to. I just, I hate to see women get discouraged because of their age. I mean, maybe you can get discouraged because you're, you know, I don't know, your weight isn't the way you want it to be, or you don't have this, you don't have that, but don't get discouraged about aging and about getting older because it's just, well, it's part of life and, but you can just make the, the best of it. I just, every stage of your life is exciting. You can make something exciting from it. It's, you know, when I, okay, I had cataract surgery when I was 80, you know, like a year ago, and I always wore glasses and then I wore contacts. And then as I I got older, the contacts were making my eyes get dry. So I had to go back to glasses and I had cataract surgery and I happened to have the kind of eyes. And I didn't know this until afterwards that they could put the lens in that I, and I had 20, 20 vision. Well, my gosh, you know, 2020 vision. Okay. So I look, you know, I look at my hands and I have these little age spots in my hands and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. <laughs> and, you know, and I've like seen things I hadn't really saw. you know, I can read the, the directions on a little bottle that's like tiny, tiny. And I'm like 80 years old in 2020 vision. I mean, you've got to be kidding me, you know? So those little surprises that come up, you know, and it happens all the time. It's so funny you say that about the eye surgery because my
1: both my parents have had the cataract surgery within the last few years. They're in their early seventies, and they're so excited about it too. They do you know, for the first time. And so I'm already like, oh, that's something to, I mean, look forward to. If is maybe not the right, <laughs> the right way to frame it, but like you said, there are milestones and there are things to look, ex- to be excited about and look forward to at every stage. So instead of dwelling on what doesn't happen anymore because you are aging. You have something to look forward to and celebrate exactly. that. Exactly. And, and
2: also just enjoying the age you are, right? Like birth, I think birthdays are fun. It yeah. drives me crazy when I have friends and I'm like, let's celebrate your birthday. And they're like, oh, I don't want to celebrate it my 49. That's so depressing. And I'm like, it is not depressing, right? <laughs> Maybe you're almost an empty nester and that's exciting. And it's a new stage or, you know, right. whatever it is, I, I think you have to celebrate life. And now we will take a quick break from this episode to hear a word from our sponsor. Have you been thinking about a new home build, remodel, or even rework of a smaller space in your home? We have all spent more time in our homes over the past year, and many people are trying to recreate spaces in their homes to bring more joy and functionality to fit their lifestyles. It can be really hard to know where to turn. But Sarah and Marcy, co-founders of Chisel Architecture, are the experts that will help you gain clarity and confidence around your project.
1: One of the unique aspects of Chisel Architecture that sets them apart from others is their trademark design approach called Pattern of Life. This approach is a game changer for homeowners and how they experience the design process. Marcy and Sarah really listen to you to fully understand your needs and advocate for you during both the design and implementation process. When you think about your home environment and how it supports you, Chisel Architecture believes your overall well-being should be in the mix. Sarah
2: and Marcy want you to live well in your home because they are so passionate on their design approach. They have a special offer for our listeners. Book a two-hour consultation and
1: receive $50 off. Simply email them at hello at that's at H-E-L-L-O at C-H-I-S-E-L-A-R-C-H dot com. And mention the Art of Living Well podcast to receive your $50 off. Consultations must be booked by June 30th to take advantage of this offer.
0: My dad, yeah, when my dad turned 100, he wanted to skydive with me again when he was 100 years old. But his why he got married when he was 94 and he married this witch. <laughs> uh, and I, and she wouldn't let him, but I swear to you, he could have jumped out of that airplane a hundred years old. I mean, it was when you skydive, you have to, when you land, you sit down and you have to be able to raise your legs above your waist well my dad didn't exercise or anything like that but he delivered bread in my little town that I grew up in in Kansas and daddy was just like worked worked in and out of the truck and blah 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 so but anyway so it wasn't his age when he wanted to jump I went to the drop zone I said can he jump he's 91 years old and they said we don't care how old he is as long as he can lift his legs up well he could and he could have done it at a hundred and so even at a hundred we went down for a party and he was just so vibrant and so So, you know, yeah, every single age is just, you know, it's like when your kids are growing up, you get excited when they can tie their shoes, you get excited when they can fix their own breakfast, you know, all these things. It's the same thing as when you get over 50. In fact, you have more excitement to do because, you don't. you know, it's just you're it's a whole new different life. A lot of times. I mean, you have a lot of hopefully a lot more freedom and, you know, you can do whatever you want to do.
2: So changing gears a little bit, I know you've created an amazing platform for women um, to share their stories and to build community. I think it's targeted to 50, 60, 70, 80 plus. Can you tell us more about um, the programs that you're currently developing and how people can get involved in those?
0: Yes, yes. Well, first of all, go to our our website, agingwithdangers.com, and you'll be able to read about, we're calling it the Inner Circle uh, membership. And uh, first of all, we offer all kinds of things, even if you're not a a member, but this Inner Circle is going to be much more extensive. And we're bringing in, and things are happening like every week and every day in the Inner Circle. And we're bringing in... experts that are going to be talking about all kinds of things we're going to have zoom meetings the one thing that I've learned is when I do my little videos on Monday and and Friday I have to tell you guys funny you know so I have my martini every Friday at four and this one woman wrote me and she said how much do you drink (laughs) and I'm like well I don't you know not that much you know but I do drink um, but I just, you know, it, it's when I have those little, you know, I have those videos. One thing I've learned is that women, they really want to talk to each other. They really want to see each other. They're just, they're really anxious to get together. So we're going to have Zoom meetings and get all these people together. We've made friends with a woman in London, you know, a woman in, you know, the UK and Britain. And, you know, we have all these friends from all over the world and we're going to get together with them and let them talk and, you know, just, it's just going to be so much fun. So the inner circle is more of an exclusive group and it's, um, a membership and it's just, we just have tons of things planned. It's going to be, you know, I'm going to be cooking classes, going to be fitness. It's going to be makeup. It's going to be all those things that will be so much fun. So that it's very exciting. We just launched it. Well, we're launching it this week. So it's on our website, go in and join.
1: Yes, we will. I'm really excited for you. And I love that you're creating this community, especially right now. We're, I mean, when this episode drops, we'll be well beyond probably a year of being in this pandemic. And I think it's really hard for some of the, I don't want to use the word older. I don't even like saying that, but you know, for people that are empty, yeah, that are empty nesters, they don't have kids around to kind of keep them busy during this time and they're alone. And I'm thinking about parents and grandparents that we all have. Yeah. And you know, what suggestions do you have for people who are feeling so isolated and down? I mean, obviously join your program, get on your Facebook groups, because I think that in and of itself could be amazing and uplifting for people. But any other suggestions you have?
0: Well, yes. In fact, I talked about this, you know, not long ago, I I happen to think that it is so important to have friends. I I think we've got to have friends. we've got to have other women that we can you know talk to and depend on and communicate with and you know, and all this stuff. I said you know you, you, you need to fight you know if you think you don't have any friends, if you're sitting at home and you feel really lonely and you don't have, you, oh, I don't have any friends and no one to talk to, then you have to do something about it. And aging with dangerous is a place where you can go and in this inner circle, you're going to be able to really intimately meet people you know other women but I have to tell you this story you know when in my clothing store the woman that I bought my store from we ended up having three stores but I bought the last one from her and she was about 30 years older than I was and I was in my 30s like 35 and she said we we're having a really we serve champagne every day we only had one glass of champagne but we serve champagne And she, we were back in the back. It was a snowy day. Nobody was coming in. And I said, you know, we're having our glass of champagne. And I said, do you ever, you know, you know, hate it because you started this business. And does it ever bother you? You know, business is bad and, you know, things are not, you know, going so great. And she just looked at me straight in the eye. And she said, honey, listen, when the day comes that my life is not going the way I want it, that's the day I change it. And I'm like, you know what? That is exactly the way I've lived my life since I raised my daughter like that. When my daughter was feeling lonely, she felt like she didn't have any friends, you know, and I said, you, then you get out and you do it. If you don't like the way your life's going, you get out and you change it. Now, that's not so easy for a lot of people, but I just think you have to, you, you have to make your own, you know, there's so much down on the internet, but you just, you, you have to make your own connections. Nobody can do it for you. You can't just sit at home and expect somebody to knock on the door and everything's fine. You know, it's like you have to go after it and you have to go get it. And I just, I, I can't encourage women enough on that. We, you know, it's, it, you can't, nobody is going to do it for you. So you have to do it. And aging with dangers is a good place to do start.
2: And I, I totally agree with you. I think it is really hard for, you know, the three of us clearly are more extroverted and that maybe comes more naturally, but I do think there are a lot of people out there that really struggle to reach out to other people, make connections. So I love that you've created this platform where people can join and maybe it makes it a little bit easier. It's a little bit less intimidating for someone to connect with others and Mm -hmm. they can come you know they maybe don't even need to talk right away where they're just kind of watching and seeing what's happening as and as they get more comfortable then they join in
0: right right i mean it's just you know this woman i interviewed the other day with one of our members and she's from london and oh my gosh she's just a hoot and she talks about her exercise and what she has and you know uh we tuned in and you know she had her hair shaved and uh, head shaved and all these tattoos and I'm like okay Michelle I mean is this hairstyle something you chose because you know I wanted to get that out right away that uh, you know what that was yeah I got sick and tired of messing with my hair years ago so I decided to just shave my head and that's what she did and that's the way she's lived you know and you know her tattoos she loves them her husband didn't want her to get them but she went and got them you know anyway and you know it's just and I know other people I know people so many people out there can't do it but just take little baby steps you know just little baby steps of of getting out there you know I really believe in appointment books get an appointment book and write down in it you know like Wednesday 10 o'clock I'm going to call a friend or I'm going to call Sue and see how she's doing. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, Thursday, I'm going to, you know, bake cookies or I'm going to be, you know, and just see some things kind of building up in that appointment book of things you're going to do. You know, I put down, even if I'm going to spend an hour reading a book or two hours, I, I write it down. I just, I like seeing those things on the daily, you know, on a, a daily messages, you know, cause you, but you, again, you have to do it. No, one's going to do it for you. You have to do it yourself.
1: I love that. It's such a simple suggestion, but I think it helps make people feel good. Oh, I have something on my schedule. Because otherwise, a lot of people right now have like this open calendar. And then maybe they find themselves not really doing anything that brings them joy or that's productive or that's going to make them feel good. So, right, Yeah. That's so, that's so great. Funny, I have
0: to tell you, I want to tell you this real quick. I, I always wanted to uh, work with abused women. And then my daughter said to me, this was like years ago. Michelle said to me, she said, mother, you can't. And I said, why? And she's because you don't have the right personality. And and I said, don't. And she said, no, you would be telling these women to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and get going. <laughs> and you can't tell an abused woman to do that. It would destroy her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. So I do I do get kind of, I think carried away. And I think, well, this isn't, you know, I mean, I know there's women out there that it's hard for, you know, so yeah, it's not, everybody can do it.
2: Well, I, everybody can do it. It just, I think everybody can do it. It's just, you know, it takes some people more time than others.
0: Yeah. You're right. I mean, you're right. Just start little, you know, just Mm -hmm. little and yeah, you're right. I think everybody can do it. I'm glad you said that. Not me. So can you share,
1: Jean, as we start to wrap up this conversation, what do you do to age so great, gracefully? Because I know people are going to want to know, like, so what, what does Jean do? What are your top three non-negotiables that you do maybe every day or every week that you feel really help you to live this joyful, authentic life?
0: Well, I'll tell you, this is, I'm healthy. And so that makes life easier when you're healthy. I've always exercised. I mean, not done as much now as i would like so you know that helps i like to cook i got a bread machine in december i'm having so much fun making bread for people i mean i am having a blast making bread and stupid bread but um i just i aging with dangerous of course has helped me because i'm so involved in that um i do get up you know i have a lot of interviews and and do some tv stuff and so i do put on my makeup i do i watch a lot of tutorial i know this sounds foolish but i watch a lot of tutorial makeups because i think it's so much fun uh and they're young people because i think they really know what they're doing try to you know i do a lot of reading I am a fast reader. In November, I think I read 17 books. I do that a lot at night. I don't really do it that much during the day. I, I can read a book really, really fast. I, I just do all those things. I, I don't, I can't tell you what, what it specifically is. I'm just, you know, I'm just into life and I love life and I try to find the best out of everything and I don't judge things or judge people and i don't know but i do think it makes such a difference when you're healthy it's if you're not healthy i think it's a whole different ball game i had yeah i had a hip replacement a year ago and i'm telling you i think i saw the other side of aging it was a horrible horrible experience experience for me and so i do think it makes a difference if you're not healthy it's so hard
2: i think that's really true and i like that you brought that up because i think sometimes when a person is going through something you know, like a hip replacement or cancer or whatever it is, your mindset can get thrown a little bit when you're not feeling like you can do all the things that you would normally want to do, because maybe you're going through treatments or whatever it is, that's kind of taking you off course for a little while. Um, But I think you're doing a fantastic job. And I think one of the key things you said that stuck out to me is that you love life. And you are just embracing life every single day. And that resonates in everything about you. Even just looking at you on the screen and talking with you, like I can see the life radiating out of you.
0: Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Thank you for that. Thank you. That's what a gift you just gave me.
1: (laughs) Well, I think, and like just Marnie said, that's where the attitude and your mindset can trump so much, all the other things that are going on in your life, right? Um, There's no silver bullet, like you said. You have some things that you like to do. I think it's—I mean—you fill your days and weeks with the activities and people that bring you joy. Yes. Um, Yes. And and that things that you like to do that are fun for you, and that's probably like the theme, right? And then keeping healthy and active. So.
0: Yes. Yes. And the cooking. You know, I just—I love the the cooking. That's so important. Yeah. Yes, we love that. And I'll tell you, when I was when I had cancer. I checked into the hospital and, you know, as of course, as we all know, when you have cancer, you they don't really know how much it's spread until they get inside to see. So I'm checking in with the woman in the, in the check-in thing. And she said, I said something, I don't know what it was. And she said, you know, you're going to be just fine. I said something, like, you know, I wonder how bad it is or something. She said, you know what, you're going to be just fine. And I said, I am. And she said, yeah, you know why? And I said, why? And she's because of your attitude. And I'm like, I Oh, okay, well, and I thought about that so many times I thought, well, how does she know my attitude? She didn't even talk to me that much, but it must have shown, you know, I must have been, uh, I mean, I was scared, but I still knew I, at the bottom of my heart that it would be okay. I just really felt that. But, um, so yeah, it's back to that, you know, attitude. And, um, you know, you know, when we had our fashion show and those women, we had a casting call and we picked women, you know, right off the street. And I said, I don't care how tall you are, how short you are, how you look, none of that. I want you to walk down that runway and I want you to have attitude. You've got to have attitude and by gum, they had attitude. They just absolutely killed it, you know, because they just, you know, that is so important. Your attitude about life and about yourself and about, you know, everything.
2: So true. I love that. I would have, I hope to see the fashion show again someday. I hope that it'll be in person and be really fun to come watch.
0: Yeah, you will, because there's not that many of them anymore.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. You know, this was very um, unusual and it was, uh, but it was all the aging thing, you know, because it back then it was, you know, if you're over 50, what was that woman that wrote that book? Uh, I can't remember her name, How Not to Look Old um you guys wouldn't know about yeah i can't think of her name but anyway she was an editor and vogue and all that and she was so strong on not and that came out right when we started aging with dangerous and i got furious and suzanne would get so upset with me because i would get so worked up but i said nobody is going to tell me what to wear how to look what you know how you know what i'm supposed to do to not look old i mean they're just not going to do it and What really is sad is that this woman, she died at, I think she wrote it when she was in her 50s, early 50s, and I think she died at 60, early 60s with, I don't know if it's cancer or what, but I I thought, what a shame that she died, because I think if she would have lived longer, she would have written another book that would have been much more, you know, this was, I mean, this is ridiculous, you know, I mean, you shouldn't wear pink, you know, pink lipstick. I mean, you should wear pink lipstick after you turn 50. I'm like, pink (laughs) lipstick, hell. (laughs) I don't even look good, in, you know, I doesn't yeah. my skin, I'm not gonna wear pink lipstick, you know, and things like that, that you just did not make sense, you know, they're just like, you know. And I, I tell you, when I started my, when I started my, when I had my clothing store, I it was right when this book uh, came out, How to Dress for Success, and this guy told women, now this is years ago, you guys, it's 40 years ago. So he actually told women how to climb the ladder, executive ladder at IBM by wearing, you know, certain things. And of course, here I am 37 years old. I'm out there, you know, I'm going to New York and, you know, and all these buying trips and everything. And I come back to my store and I'm like out there and I'm like, and I'd have these fashion shows and you do not have to wear that Navy blue suit and that little string tie, you know, now, if you're going to have a slit in your skirt, better hadn't be too high, but you can still have a slit in your skirt. You know, I mean, it was just like, Oh my gosh, was crazy. <laughs> And I, again, I had fashion shows to show them what they could do and how they should stand out, you know, on a crowd and not have on that Navy blue suit. It was really funny. But, so, yeah.
1: I love hearing all these stories and I'm sad for this conversation. And I feel like, Gene, we're going to have to have you on again, post, <laughs> maybe post COVID. Yeah. Um, so one question we like to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you?
0: Well, I think after all all of this, you probably know, you know, the art of living well to me means uh, having a, a positive, you know, being having a good attitude, being positive and just doing what in the hell you want to do. I mean, you're living well and you're just I mean, that's just, you know, do whatever you want to do and be positive about it and don't just don't get a negative attitude. So I mean, just think, you know, if you want to live well, you've got to have, it's back to that attitude. You know, you got to be positive and you got to do whatever you want to do, no matter what. I don't care what it is, you do whatever you want to do. I don't care whether society approves it or, or your neighbor, you know, disproves it or whatever. You've got to do what you want to do in life. And that's what's going to make you happy. And that's what's going to help you live well, just by doing any damn thing you want to do.
2: And if, and that brings you back to being your true authentic self, right? We've yes. kind of come full circle here.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And and just, you know, yeah, exactly. Be authentic. Be who you really are, not who somebody thinks you should be or what you should think you should be, you know. And right. that number, that age 81 years old there's no way i'm going there you know there's no way i i'm very proud to be 81 but i'll tell you there's no way i'm going to go into that you know that whole arena of oh my gosh i'm 81 you know i've got wrinkles and i've got this i've got that i mean i'm just not it's not important it's i'm just not going there oh, and I'll be I that love way when it. i'm will be 90 and i'll be that way when i'm 100 somebody said to me other day you're gonna you have 25 years left 20." 24 years left. And I said, I do. And they said, well, yeah, if your dad lived to be 105. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have 24. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Jean. This conversation has been so much fun. Well, I, we you. love talking with you. And like Stephanie said, we probably will love to have you come back.
1: Yeah, in three years when I qualify, I'm going to join you on the skydiving trip, because I did it once in my 20s, and I've been wanting to do it
0: ever since again, so I will join you. Okay, so this is what I say about skydiving. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, everybody is, you know, it's on their bucket list. They do it, they scratch it off. Okay. I'm not going to do it again. No, the second and third, I mean, I've done it five times there, you know, the second and third time is even better because you're, you're used to, you know what to expect. And they explained this to me at the skydive place at the drop zone. They said, you know, you, at the beginning, you, you, it's just, your mind doesn't know how to relate to that jump. But after that, your mind knows what's going on and, that, and you even feel like you're hanging in the air more on that next jump, you know, whereas the first jump, you're just like going right straight down. But afterwards, you feel like you're hanging in the air and you're like, you know, you see pictures of that. I mean, it's so much better after that first one. So good.
2: And that's been on my bucket list. I've never done it before. So. Okay,
0: good, good. Yeah. Well, the stories, we had fabulous stories of women afterwards. Oh my gosh, one woman said, you know, after I, you know, because when you drop, when you walk off that, you know, that, um, the, that field and you have jumped 15,000 feet, you feel like you can conquer the world. Right. She, she said, I went home and I divorced my husband and started my own business. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, we don't want to encourage that. But oh my <laughs> gosh, these women, I mean, gave, gave them so much strength. Yeah, Maybe clearly. I can get
2: my mom to do it with me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that would be fun. That's fun. That would be very fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jean. Um, have a wonderful rest of your day. Yeah,
1: have a great day.
0: Thank you. Well, let me just insert something. If everybody go to our website, com, and even just sign up for our newsletter, then you'll know what's going on and be able to keep track of us. and.
2: And we'll link all that up in the show notes. Okay,
0: okay. Well, you guys have been just a ball to talk to. I love, love talking to young women. I love talking to women, but I especially like talking to young women.
1: Well, you're so inspiring. So thank you. Thank you
2: so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration
2: in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.